Bush and Richie here with your Hometime Show podcast. Uh, I'm back after being away for a couple of weeks, got my earphones on again, just listening to how loud we have stuff. Do you have your earphones on quite loud? Uh, I've got a feeling that I have mine on quieter than yours. See, when we're on holiday, a lot of people, I don't know if it's just getting old, but loads of people were talking to me and I couldn't understand what people were saying or <laughs> I had to keep asking them again or I didn't hear stuff. And I'm wondering whether I'm sending myself slowly deaf by having my earphones on too late. And it's probably too late now, isn't it? I'm tempted. Oh, it's definitely too it's late, late now. You and I have been in this industry um, uh, pulling the wool over people's eyes long enough for, <laughs> for it to be too late now but I'm tempted if you were happy for covid reasons I'm tempted to come around and put on your headphones and just find out how loud you have them. Do you have a little listen? Yeah. Okay, so here we go. Here's my headphones. Okay, you can have a look at... You can do the same round with... Oh yeah, we'll just do a little swap scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, oh, right, okay, that's enough for me. Oh my lord, I can't even hear myself in your ones. I genuinely can't even hear what I'm saying wow. on your earphones. Wow. So, uh, going into the podcast, I've got some serious issues to sort out. Here you go. It's good to be back. It's good I've to just, have you back. Thank you very much. We've had a nice little coffee earlier on, well, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, we're pumped. We are absolutely pumped for today's show. We've got some good stuff on the way. Uh, just to fill you all in on my holiday then, uh, I went to York. What a lovely place York is. Beautiful. Gorgeous city York is. Uh, I went to the Jorvik Centre with all the mm -hmm. Vikings and that. That was brilliant. Uh, then we went to the Railway Museum. Oh, yeah. That was brilliant. Then I we went on was. up to Scotland, to the Highlands, went to Lochor and all that kind of stuff. Went to Oban and past the distillery and all that kind of thing. Lovely. Uh, so I went to a load of places, crammed a lot into two weeks, and it seems, given the uh, the atmosphere that we've had when we got back, that's caused a problem for you, Richie. You've been to loads of places where you could have brought a gift and have brought absolutely nothing back. My last words to you, my last words to you, knowing that you were heading up to Scotland were, oh, do bring me back some of that Scottish tablet. Yep. I know it's not good for your teeth, I know dentists hate it, but man, I love that stuff. It's just like you liquidise sugar and then harden it into a massive cube and people eat it and their teeth fall out, but it's beautiful. It's like next-level fudge, isn't it? But it's a nightclub, isn't it? If you're not going to bring next-level if you're not going to bring back tablet, you know I love trains. You've been to the... I know. You've been to the Railway Museum. Nothing from there either. Well, here's the thing, and I, and I feel bad saying this, and I don't want to start this show on a brand-new week, you know, new era, all that kind of thing, mm -hmm. things getting back to normal and everything. I don't want to start on, like, a... On, on like a bad vibe, but I completely, completely, 100% disagree with people bringing stuff back <laughs> really? from holiday. Why should you have to do it? I know everyone else does it. Do you remember when people used to be in this building? Do you yeah. remember back in those days? I remember days? when people used to be in there. Like, uh, Barry had gone to Mexico and he'd bring back, like, Mexican food or something, old yeah. sweets. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Pete Donaldson's been to Japan and he'd bring back a load of stuff from Tokyo and yeah. nibbles and that. Yeah. I don't think you should have to do that. I, I think it's stressful. <laughs> I am so far the other way. I love it. I love being away and thinking, oh, that would be a nice little treat to bring back for people or just thinking of the excitement of putting on a communal desk and they'll, oh, they'll, they'll come over like, uh, you know, like <laughs> pigeons feeding on crumbs with all this stuff. It sounds really bad, right? I didn't even give it a second thought. I, I, I don't doubt you. Okay. <laughs> okay, well, we've got a situation. Yeah, haven't we? Let's see what the hometown audience think on this, right? Is it Should it be a thing that you bring back gifts for family, friends, work colleagues when you go on holiday somewhere? Scottish tablet, £1.50 probably for a pack of that. Uh, Rui says, not even a key ring for Richie. 
Uh, sadly not, sorry. I was in the Railway Museum, there are hey, tons of them. I would have taken that, nice little key ring with a steam train on. Jim says, yes, I always bring stuff back for friends and family. I always do this when I come back from Asia. That's another yes. Really? And then Neil says, yes, Bush should. He failed. He could have at least brought the team some, not getting producer Adam involved, uh, some sticks of rock. You can get around eight to ten sticks of rock for five quid in Blackpool. <laughs> oh, we would have been delighted with that. They say that's pressure. This text says a colleague went to Cuba, came back with cigars for the smokers. La-di-da. Well, that's, uh, that's not a very healthy present, is it? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> trying to bump everyone off. Paul says, uh, no, you shouldn't. You're meant to be having a break from work and not thinking about gifts for people you happen to be stuck with. Only exception is if you buy a bag of sweets for yourself and then when you get home you decide you don't like them, take them into work. I'd absolutely do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan, you think you should bring uh, gifts back for workmates? Yeah, hey, absolutely. Yeah, get them something. A wee something just to remind you that I was away and you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> That's the good sentiment, yes. <laughs> so so where you work, what's the score with, like, if you're going away somewhere and bringing something back, how does it work where you work? Uh, fridge magnets. <laughs> Where do you work? <laughs> Fridge magnets, magnets, love that. Uh, we work, I work in the Galleon Centre in Kilmarnock. It's a big leisure centre and I work in the gym. Right. And uh, anyone that goes says, oh, I'm away on holiday for a week, I just go, Fridge magnet, now. <laughs> the way he says it, I wouldn't mess with him, to be honest with you. Now, we don't have a fridge in the studio here, but I'm certain that a fridge magnet would uh, would hang nicely on this, this microphone stand. That would be great. Yeah, that would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. I have so. Well, give us that one more time. Fridge magnet now, as aggressive as you possibly can. <laughs> uh, fridge magnet now. That's it. <laughs> I'm getting it. Cheers, Alan. Thanks, buddy. Bye. Uh, are you on Amazon? Heard of it? I am. Yeah, I'm on uh, Amazon Prime, actually. Oh, well, yeah. Well, Get all the brilliant TV shows and stuff. Yeah, and the next day stuff. Next day delivery stuff. Oh, is that what you're saying? £3.99, Scottish tablet. Imagine ordering next day delivery Scottish tablet <laughs> on Amazon Prime. <laughs> Do imagine it if Do you want. What, what would happen is, something bad had happened to me, and then the police, you know, you watch any of these CSI programmes, they go through my search <laughs> history and think, was he all right? <laughs> was he all right, this guy? <laughs> uh, Tom says, I once bought some Italian biscotti back for some work colleagues. I was sacked that day. I'm pretty sure it was on. <laughs> related. <laughs> uh, you've sent me the link to um, well, Scottish tablet on Amazon Prime. Yep. Retailing around about 350 I think it was. This is, yeah, 399 Oh, okay. Uh, this is Ross's Scottish butter tablet. That'll Here's do. the weird thing, right? You can do, um, you get this weird thing on Amazon Prime where you can get, like, subscription to it. Yeah. I can get tablets sent to us every two months. Do it! For, like, what, forever? <laughs> yeah, I'm just it. signing up for a, like what I'm going to do. I'm yeah. not going. I'm not going to subscribe to tablet. That seems a little bit over the top. Okay, but I will buy us some tablet as a way of slightly apologising for what's happened here. I will take that. I'm not going to look a, a gift horse in the mouth. Thank oh, you very much. Some tablet will be arriving soon. Um, however, it's not gone the way that I thought it would on the Absolute Radio Twitter poll. Simple question: Should you bring back holiday sweets for your work colleagues? 38% saying yes, 62% yes. saying no, not a chance. Good on you, I knew I could count on you guys. Uh, Chris, where do you stand on this whole uh, shebang? I hate it. It's one of those things that as soon as somebody buys something for you, you've then got to buy something for them. And I don't want to be thinking about everyone when I'm on holiday. I want to be thinking about me and what I want to do. Chris, you put it perfectly there. I couldn't put it better myself. I don't want to be thinking about other people when I'm on holiday. And there's a pressure involved, if you get the present, that you have to buy one for other people. Exactly. Yeah. I, uh, I don't want to be part of that reciprocal thing. But Chris, but Chris, I'll ask one more question of you. The awkward thing here is, let's take away other people. It's me, all right? I said to him, bring me back some tablet. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, of course, mate. <laughs> and he hasn't. So it means he hasn't thought of me. Yeah, that's okay. I mean, you guys spend a lot of time together, but 
yeah, I, I would sort of fall on his side there. Chris, do you kind of feel like you've sat down in a pub next to a couple that are having an argument and not talking to each other during dinner? <laughs> weird old Monday night. Has the weather gone weird where you are? I know obviously we're, we're down in London at the moment, but it's like the end of the world here. It's like, I feel like Rick Moranis on the roof in Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly that. And I've got the glasses for it as well. It's home time. Uh, now, the home time taxi club is up and running for another week. Uh, this is where you have the chance to pick up the much-coveted uh, home time tea towel as a reward for somebody that you're sharing a car with right now. So this is not just like mums or dads in cagoules waiting outside karate club. This could be like a lot of people going on holidays and stuff at the moment. May or may not be bringing gifts back for <laughs> for work colleagues yes. at the end of it. But you might be doing like a big load of the driving. Like for example, I did a huge drive from Northumberland all the way back down to Essex overnight, which we're going to talk about in the final hour of the show. I'd love a tea towel and a bit of uh, a mention on the radio for that. And boy, do you deserve one. Thank you very much. Now, equally, we should underline that the Home Time Taxi Club is also for bums and dads in giggles yeah, outside karate clubs. <laughs> so, for whatever reason, if there's car sharing going on and the other person deserves recognition and rewarding, that is why you need to get in touch right now. Or you could just be on your own, waiting, and you want to reward yourself. Uh, do you want know I love about this evening's taxi club? A lot of people nominating like other family members that are doing the drive. For example, listen to this. Uh, please shout out to my hubby Michael, who's driving myself and our three children from Chorley in Lancashire to Southampton to take the kids to Pepper Pig World. Wow. What a guy. Wow, wow, wow. He's going to need a stiff drink when he gets to the hotel. Hats off to you, sir. Uh, Bryony, what's going on with you? Right, I am escorting home a beautiful concrete pig that I won on a popular bidding site. <laughs> so you're you're uh, you're taking a you're taking a concrete pig home with you this evening in the car. Is it is it like um strapped in? I was going to say, have you clipped it in? Yeah, oh, of course he needs to be safe. Yeah, safety first. Can I just get this straight? I, I I do think it's very much stretching the goodwill of the taxi club to suggest <laughs> that transporting a concrete pig that you have won on a very popular auction site uh, is eligibility for the home time taxi club. I mean, obviously the concrete pig can't enter you, but well, steady on. <laughs> uh, what? How much did you pay for the concrete pig? How much does a concrete pig set you back these days? <laughs> Was, he was 15 English pounds and I, I couldn't exactly get him to get a taxi on his own. That would just be crazy talk. So, fair, fair point, fair point. It's a good comeback. It's a good <laughs> comeback. Well, look, against better judgment, you've got yourself a home-time tea towel. Thank you. Now, look what we've done. Jason says, I'm a postie. I've been ferrying about uh, hundreds of packets people keep ordering. It, th look, this is taxi club, not postie club, OK? So... Come on. Not happening. There are rules. Phil, tell us about your drive then. Oh, well, basically, it's just a long drive down from Keswick in the Lake District. Been there for a week. Uh-huh. Had a bit of, bit of sunshine, bit of rain, but then we set off on the journey before dawn. Lots of rain, bit of thunder. Wife's in the back with my daughter, who's... 12 and they're all nagging away going are we going to do this are we going to be long can we stop for a week just, and I just want to get home right and you're, right. You're, you're the people you're driving are in the back and you're sat in the front on your own like Parker yeah, from yeah, Thunderbirds I was, I was playing taxi driver yeah like Parker on Thunderbirds yeah playing taxi driver and they're there with the map book and following the sat nav and all that kind of stuff thinking why don't we do this or maybe we should do that 
<laughs> we got back an hour ago and we set off just just as dawn was breaking. So Ooh. it's a long drive. Phil, you've nominated yourself, but I mean, <laughs> I, I think you've got every right to have done that. Thank what an you. arduous journey. Can I tell you one other thing? I've just done a lot of driving uh, with the holiday myself, right? One thing that really yeah. winds me up that Katie does, uh, my other half, is they'll give you, like, say, if you're passing biscuits around in the car, she'll just drop the entire pack on my lap while I'm driving. Like, I've got to try and yeah. sort wow. it out. Do, you, do exactly. your family yeah. do that to you as well? Uh, with me, it was it was a drink, like a water bottle or a Lucozade and things like that. It's like, oh, can I have one of those? Next minute, I've got a Lucozade bottle with the top on, passed over from the back. <laughs> exactly. Like, so, well, like there's no consideration me... these days, is there, for drivers? Yeah, exactly. I felt like tugging me a forelock and saying, thank you, ma'am, you know? Like... <laughs> <laughs> well, you've definitely got that tea towel. That's much appreciated. Thank you very much. That's a nice surprise. That's great. Nice to talk to you. Uh, Nick has tweeted to back that up saying, wife has travel suites in passenger seat. Choice one, unwrapped suite, placed carefully in driver's mouth. Or choice two, unwrapped suite and never taking her eyes off the road, reaching place of the suite in the driver's eye, then nose, finally attempting to push through the cheek. (laughs) There needs to be, you know, like you can do your driving theory. Yes. There needs to be a whole course on, like... Passenger seat, co-driver. Your driving feeding test. Well, any yeah, yeah. yeah. And when you could expand into other skills like uh, air conditioning use, how to yeah. work that properly, uh, best use of radio, etc. <laughs> we should do a course on it. Adam, you are our latest entrant. Tell us about your drive. I'm going from Chatham to uh, pick up my daughter from Heathrow Gymnastics Club. Team GB down there. That's what trade down there. Yeah, I've got to come and pick them up from there. Normally, I'll, I'm picking them up from Western Supermare, but uh, today it's uh, from Heathrow. She's got to lift back. So, uh, how many miles on average a week do you think you put in picking up your daughter and dropping her off for the different athletics events? I, I do the long runs. My wife does the short ones, but they're all over. Yeah, all over the place. She trains four to five times a week, and she has a coach. She's young kids. She's 20 years old. She's trying to drive herself there. So, um, but we can't get. Her Get test for us, poor girl. Oh, Adam, yeah, that is, a, that is a tough one for a lot of people at the moment. But, uh, yeah, that's yeah. that's really affecting you guys. And uh, it does sound like you've got the longer part of the bargain yeah. there, shall we say? Yes, definitely. So yeah. do, you, do you treat yourself in any way? I mean, Richie and I are big fans of this. Maybe you get yourself a pasty against us on, on in, in the trip. or The driver's tax. Driver's tax, we like to call it. Do you, do you treat yourself? Well, I might do. I might uh, stop in the services and get myself a, a, a pasty. Um, That's not confirming that he is, by the way, if if his wife's listening. Exactly, yeah. I mean, you know, you're obviously getting there as soon as you possibly can, but sometimes it's nice to treat yourself. Yeah, I've just got the last problem. I mentioned I'm going to have to stop and... um Get a Cobham, quite a busy services at the moment. I would, I'd, I'd keep going, fella. Yeah, but I'm hungry now. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> well, on the way back, um, <laughs> there's a tea towel coming your way. I want to talk about journeys here in this final hour of the show. When I was a kid, we used to do countless journeys to visit family, like up have got loads of family in Liverpool, we used to go over to Ireland, all that kind of stuff. And we would always do this thing where my mum and dad would get us up in the middle of the night in our PJs, stick us in the back of the car with our pillows, all that kind of thing. And you had that brilliant thing where the family would travel overnight, hardly anyone on the road, yep. really like nowhere near as stressful as setting off a bit late on a Saturday and getting stuck in traffic. And you'd wake up pretty much there. Magical. It was magic and a magical thing. So do you know what? When we were on our family holiday, day this time around uh coming back on thursday night i thought let's do the same thing let's channel that childhood energy and that spirit that wonder of adventure that we used to have uh, back when i was a kid so driving back from northumberland to to essex as hell of a journey quite a drive i uh, thought let's no 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 let's not go in the morning let's not do any of that let's just hold on 
I remember it from when I was a kid. Get everyone in the car about 9pm, we'll have our tea and everything, put Thea, our youngest, in her pyjamas, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Get in the car, there's me thinking I'm going to be driving around the family blissfully asleep, I'm listening to classical music, driving around empty roads. Yeah. Everywhere was closed. <laughs> Every single flipping road we went on was closed. It was the worst journey ever. Oh. Like Thea was crying her eyes out, uh, there were, the kids were kicking off because all the service stations were shut. You're kidding. Couldn't even get... It was Costa Toasties at, like, 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I had ideas of browsing around the M&S food hall. It was all flipping closed. <laughs> and, and I kid you not, right, we left at 9pm from Northumberland. Yeah. I got in, we got in through the door in uh, in Southend at 4am. Wow. Solid driving. The A1 was shut up in North East, right? Yeah. People in flipping Ivy's vests left, right and centre, weaving in and out of cones. <laughs> and then the M11 down in Essex, that was shut as well, so we had to go fire the 2,000 roundabouts that are in Chelmsford. <laughs> So I just want to, just as a final bit of this final hour of the show, right? Is the nighttime drive a myth? The easy nighttime drive is that dead now? Is that finished? I've uh, I wouldn't have said like mine have been sort of like over midnight and that kind of thing, but I've been doing some very very late night driving with 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 Caitlin and Charlie. Yeah. And the one thing that I used to like to do, I I timed out what time I would need to press play on Fleetwood Max the chain, <laughs> so I hit the slip road of the M25 at the right time for the beat to drop for the the bit that everyone knows about the Formula One bit. Yeah, yeah. And I would be able to take that 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 bend at 70 miles an hour and I felt brilliant. That, that make you feel the, like you're alive. That was the greatest thing about doing a night drive. <laughs> but this is it. I, I spoke to my, my dad on the phone, obviously having had this kind of mega journey. And he then said, he could have offered this information when I was planning it. He said, oh, me and your mother don't do nighttime drives anymore now because we tried to do one down to Liverpool recently and he got stuck in roadworks for hours. Here's one. International. I used to mm. drive from an RAF base in Germany overnight with the kids to Lancashire wow. in the 1990s. It's always been rubbish at night, except in Europe. Well, look, Cray here on Twitter says, I used to love overnight drives, no traffic, kip in the car in a supermarket car park, <laughs> wake up at sunrise, bang you there. Too old these days, they add. Uh, tried it two years ago, and it was exhausting. Ben says on Twitter, guys, I'm a coach and bus driver, and I can tell you, night drives are terrible now. As soon as it hits 8pm, <laughs> you see the flashing amber lights and the traffic cones, and the diversion seem to add a million of hours to the journey. I was just asking whether a night drive, the pleasant night drive of the thing of the past being placed into the car in your PJs, waking up at your destination. Uh, we tried it home from Northumberland last week, back from our family holiday. Every road in the world was shut. Eloise, tell us about your night drive. Oh, it was brilliant. We did it the other week. It was amazing. OK, why was your experience so good and mine was so damn bad? <laughs> well, I don't know, really, because we've tried it before and it's been a disaster. But this time we um, sat from home first at about eight in the evening uh-huh. and drove down to Cornwall overnight. And even with the M5 being shut and having to take a massive diversion, we still got straight through. No traffic, nothing. So Homeforth is that's that's Yorkshire, Yorkshire down yeah. to Cornwall, wow. straight through, breezed it. Yes, even with two kids in the back. Wow, and they slept the whole way, I imagine. You guys shared sweets and it was brilliant, was it? No, no, they don't sleep. They're 10 and 12. <laughs> oh, right, OK. They're on tablets. Well, give, give us a steer here. Like, Was it like a, a tablet-based thing? No, I, I don't mean giving them sleeping tablets. I mean uh, devices that you can then occupy them with so they don't pull their hair well, out. Well, you, you're kind of running the risk with travel sickness if you put a tablet in the back of the car. So, no. So it was just tons and tons of sweets, crisps, everything. Yeah. Throw it all at them. Throw it all at them. And hope they don't throw it back up. (laughs) 
James and his mate Lee, Mansfield Town versus Exeter City, drove during the day, got there soaked by night, came back, gone at two o'clock in the morning. There's no romance in it whatsoever. Couldn't do it now at the age of 39. What a game to go and see, though. And Emily, this is really interesting. Emily has tweeted us to say, overnight drives have their charms, but only if you get out of the city. There are times where I don't have anything particular to do, so I decide in the evening to just drive somewhere, get a cup of hot drink, like a tea or a coffee, absorb the scenery, watch people a bit, and then head back. Joe says, 14 years ago, whilst on holiday in North Devon, uh, my then six-month pregnant wife's waters went. We dashed to the local hospital before being sent to Plymouth on the other coast. She was discharged two days later. We then had to drive back to Yorkshire, some 12 hours away overnight. Another bad story from Scott, uh, who says, played the old course at St Andrews in Scotland, then had to get back to London for the next day. It was all going fine uh, until somebody ran out of petrol in a single-lane contraflow outside Birmingham. It took two hours to clear. Loving your stories on this. We've got Reggie on the line. Reggie, what happened to you with your overnight drive? What happened? Uh, the wife, myself and the two young children were on a uh, holiday in the south of France. Mm-hmm. And we discussed it before um, booking it that, that rather than have an overnight stop on the way home, I'd have a lazy day on the beach. I'd get as much sleep as I could. We'd pack the young children into their nightwear, let them sleep in the car and then I'd just motor all the way home, which was exactly what happened. We did really well, made really good time. It was nice and peaceful. Oh, brilliant. So it sounds like a success then, yeah? It was, up until we got to Calais and found out the clocks had gone forward. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) So does that mean we're talking uh, waiting for ferry or missing ferry? I'm struggling with my maths. I missed the ferry. We missed the ferry by an hour. (laughs) in terms of accusations and acrimony between you and your partner and your family unit here, where was the uh, the blame thrown? Um, it was all taken in good faith, actually. We were more fortunate than a coach full of people. The coach driver had got the whole coach up and got them to Calais, and they missed the boat as well. Wow. So it, it was... Just me, but no, there was no blame game. I like that. That's that's positive. It is positive. You've got away with one there, but I, I still am picturing everybody waking up after that night drive to the news <laughs> that the ferry's gone. <laughs> would you would you do a night drive ever again, or is that you done with night drives now? No, I love night driving. I mean, normally I do it on a motorbike if I can, but here's one for the kids. All right, Boone. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go, there's the podcast. Uh, let's just return to the uh, the ear health check that I was getting just before starting. What am I going to do then? I'm going to need like an ear trumpet or a Whisper 2000. <laughs> some of the adverts I see on some of the uh, the cable channels, they're very discreet these days. They are. They, I genuinely like, I like the idea of eavesdropping. Do you remember the Whisper 2000? <laughs> An amazing little, like... Like a hand, handset thing with earphones, and it they build it in that you could listen to other people's conversations yeah, in the park and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Maybe just get one of them. <laughs> Simple as that. Done. <laughs>